now this is going. Do I have a thing? Yeah, okay, I can see myself. You're um, rusty. You're rusty. <laughs> been a long time it's been a long time byron the rust the rust will come off podding ain't like riding a bike landon (laughs) you gotta bounce with the pod my voice sounds like this now oh no you got nick nultified (laughs) totally Byron's good to hear your voice again. It's good to hear your voice as well, Landon. Uh, it's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. Uh, uh, COVID has been a weird. It's it's been not been the best for like a budding travel podcast slash Wait, what uh, blogging thing. You know, we'd recorded all these great episodes, and then I couldn't really travel for a year, so we tried to sparse them out. And it, you know, I don't know it. I'm, they're still good, but it wasn't quite as in the moment as we were, you know, planning on as when we started this. But uh, yeah, now we're we're back. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I'm everything traveling. is fine. Everything is totally <laughs> yeah. Yeah. back. Everything's fine. But much like the rest of the world, we've just decided to push on and push through. <laughs> uh, so I, I have I have once again away from the United States. I am in international. Waters, and by waters I mean on land. Good. Uh, hello from Lviv, Ukraine. Wow. Yeah. L- Lviv, Ukraine. Now, yes. Pre- uh, have you heard pretend of for Lviv a second before? Just mm. pretend for a second, Byron. Pretend yes. for a second that I am a child. Pretend I know nothing about Ukraine. Uh, mm. What is the deal with Lviv, Ukraine? So I know Kiev, but I don't yes. know Lviv. Well, Kiev is actually where I started. That's where, you know, the big inter- international flights, they they fly in there. So I actually started in Kiev and I spent one raucous day in the capital. So that's the capital. That's the big city, sort of in the center north. And uh, I, I'm in Ukraine. First of all, let me tell you why I'm in Ukraine yes. to begin with. This was... <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need a little backstory. Like- yeah, it's, you know, I have a, my pick of the litter of 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 countries and places that I can go. Um, but my brother James is starting his doctorate at University of Chicago, and before he started up, he wanted to go on some you know crazy world adventure because he's not going to be able to really travel much once he's dug into the to the doctorate life. You know, sure. once he's in academia. So uh, he, he could go anywhere in the world uh, uh, that he wanted. And he, he, which is a tough, that's a tough decision by itself, but we, well, not we, it was up to him. He was down to Ukraine or Taiwan. Those were, those were the final two. And I said, Hey man, Whatever you pick, I'm in, and then I will just continue my adventures from wherever we go. So uh, my brother can choose anywhere in the world. Uh, so he settles on Ukraine. He likes the uh, poetry, and there's a literary history there. And I say, great, let's do it. And so he went ahead of time. I was finishing up some some shows uh, in the States, and then we met in uh, Kiev. And uh, he wanted to stay 
at the most like Soviet era Russian style hotel that he could oh, find. Yeah. Yes. And so uh and so we did. We we he found it, the uh, Nationali, <laughs> and it is straight out of it is it's green and red sort of uh you know ugly color combinations and it is a very old school looking Soviet hotel, you know, this is where this is where the Soviet premiere would stay uh, back in the USSR days, and and the whole the whole city is very much has that vibe, this Eastern European, very Soviet, very Russian vibe that hasn't really been upgraded too much since those days. So that's kind of the vibe that you walk into. Yeah, so we so we had one day uh, in Kiev, and so we tried to just do as many things as as we possibly could. And so we we ran went around the city. We are the, the Kiev is just littered, or sorry, uh, blessed with uh, Eastern Orthodox churches and monasteries, including uh, one of the most. I like centerpiece monasteries of uh, all of Eastern Orthodox uh, Christianity, um, basically like Vatican City Junior for them, which is the Kiev Pechersk Lavra. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm saying that right. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you're, this you're nailing is, it. Thank you. This is a uh, basically like Eastern Orthodox Disneyland. It's this huge complex of. Um, buildings and and if you think of Eastern Orthodox churches and monasteries, think they really go maximum on the the architecture and design. There's a lot of gold. There's a lot of bright green. There is not a lot of subtlety uh, when it comes to the Eastern Orthodox uh, <laughs> right. design d- design uh, template. So you walk around and the and priests live there. And there's all these complexes and churches. There is a giant bell tower, um, uh, which overlooks the whole complex. It just there's no rides or anything like that. But (laughs) right, (laughs) okay, (laughs) I might be giving the wrong impression. But it has a theme park feel. Does that make sense? Where you're walking around and it feels like you're you're in the Eastern Orthodox uh, uh, part of Disneyland. Right. <laughs> yes, that do, land. Do I sound like that, a crazy person? Nah, Does this nah, make any they, sense at they all? They tore down. They tore down Toontown and they replaced it with <laughs> East, Eastern Orthodox land. Yeah, no, they, I get it. That's what it feels like. There's <laughs> like there's gift shops and, and souvenir stands. Uh, like how they uh, took not, out a Bugs not, Life. You know, they were like, ah, <laughs> nobody goes to a Bugs Life anymore. Let's put the Marvel thing here. Yeah, it, it did. It does. It does feel like that. It does feel like it just because it's clean and it's wide open and there's there's just churches everywhere. And yeah, instead of Elsa, it's a monk, an Eastern Orthodox monk uh, walking around. <laughs> right. But so you can go up in this bell tower and overlook the whole thing. It's very beautiful. You can see the river, the Dnieper, the Dnieper River uh, that cuts through Kiev. And they also uh, that this is a blessed spot because uh, a thousand years ago they had a a monastery in a cave so it is a cave monastery it's been around for a thousand years and it has been sort of the burial place of of all the uh 
all the the, the stars. That's the wrong word. The <laughs> heroes. <laughs> Let's say heroes. I don't know. I feel like Eastern... your your lens through which that you filter all this through is like a distinctly <laughs> Southern California lens. You're seeing, I know. You're seeing everything as Disneyland, and then it's like, oh, here we we went to the Tomb of the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> you can take the kid out of uh, L.A., but you can't take the L.A. out of the kid, uh, as they say. But so you go down into, into this ca- these caves and you can still go down and um, there's just, you know, Eastern Orthodox popes just in under glass that you can look. Oh, wow. And I, it was very, I, I was fascinated by the whole thing. And every, everyone else, the, the um, uh, people taking pilgrimage, p- people have come from all over the country or, or, or all over Europe, if you're Eastern Orthodox, to check out this place. And so people are weeping. And, uh, and 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 touching and praying while you're walking through this this underground cave uh, complex. It was very it was very interesting, and I I'm just sort of looking around like no one's no one's creeped out, huh? No no one's creeped out. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. No one's scared. But right. yeah, it was very it was very blessed. Um, so it, you just you just walk around, and there's a there's a it's very it's very religious and and you're you're reminded of of these churches and and monasteries kind of everywhere everywhere you walk around that's that um, sounds uh that sounds a little overwhelming emotionally just to be around uh, a bunch of people who are having these kind of very intense spiritual experiences uh you know what i mean like in addition to just it being a little you know, it's very different from what we're used to, right? Like, you know, yeah. we don't have that as well. But you're saying all these people making these pilgrimages to this holy place. Um, that had to be pretty intense being around all of that stuff. It was intense because you can't help but be caught up in it when all these people around you are feeling such these strong emotions and feelings. Right. Um, and there's you know, a, not dissimilar part- to how you feel in line at the Indiana Jones ride uh, <laughs> where... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Big Thunder Mountain for me. But uh, but yeah, absolutely. Well, no, I guess Indiana Jones, you're you're basically in a cave, right? That's right. Uh, yes, you are in <laughs> some catacombs. <laughs> right. I'm about to get into this Jeep and head out of here. Right. That's right. And all the all the the, the Disney, uh, the Disney pilgrimages are pilgrimagers are having uh, uh, religious experiences. Yeah, weeping. Yeah. With the, you know, between churro bites, weeping. <laughs> Um, so there is a part of town called Andrievsky's Descent. All right. Andrievsky's Descent. And all it is, is a road that sort of winds down through, uh, through this, this old part of town that it was sort of the, um, the artists haven poets and writers would sort of live on this street. And there's this beautiful, you'll never guess church perched wow. <laughs> sort of above it. That you go to and has amazing views of the entire town. And so my brother and I were walking, we're walking around the church and we're talking and there's a guy uh, in a, uh, he's wearing like khakis and a, and a jacket and a tie. And he says, uh, hey, where are, you, where are you guys from? Uh, in, in English, he's an American guy. I'm like, oh, okay. It's sort of an older, older Hispanic man. Um, not really the demographic, you know, you would expect to see walking around this church in, right. in Kiev. 
And uh, we said, oh, we're from California. Um, uh, I'm, I'm Byron. My, this is my brother, James. He says, oh, I'm, I'm Juan. And, I, and uh, you know, he said, what, what brings you here? It's like, mom, we're doing this trip for my brother. And we're, we're, I'm a travel blogger. We're exploring. And we said, well, what brings you here? And he says, oh, I'm a, I'm a U.S. congressman. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm here. I, I actually just met with the, the Speaker of the House for Ukraine. And I had an hour break, so I just wanted to see some sights. Wow. So uh, we were talking to a congressman, Juan Vargas, who represents like Southern San Diego and the, the border area in <laughs> wow. California. That's crazy. Yes. Yes. So, he's, yeah, I just, you know, met with the uh, you know, Speaker of the House. And, and I, I almost said I almost wanted to say like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're we're meeting with him after lunch. He, he got us. <laughs> He got us it after lunch. I see. I uh, see. You you were his eleven thirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're we're his too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But the, so the U.S. and the Ukraine have have this relationship where they let's just say in Ukraine people have been very friendly and, and nice to me. Probably just because they're friendly anyway. But especially as Americans, we are giving them weapons and funding to fight off the Russians who are trying to invade their country and take over their country from the East. So they have a very, uh, they have an an affinity towards us. And so I'm pretty sure uh, that the Congressman's visit had something to do with uh, that whole situation. That's a guess. I I didn't know. He didn't tell me, but uh, (laughs) yeah, that was, that was just a guess, but there's a, you, you do sense that too when you're walking around Kiev, there's a, there's a military history and they uh, show off, not show off or flaunt, but it, it is present. You walk, you walk around and like, Oh, here's these old tanks and these old uh, armored personnel vehicles. And there's a world war two museum that, and then you go to this, this, the motherland monument, which is this giant woman holding a shield in her left hand and a sword in her right. And it's huge. I'd say it's like three times the size of the Statue of Liberty. And in front of it, just in this plaza, like a park, are just five tanks lined up that you can like, kids are climbing on them and you can take pictures. But there there is a military presence that is always felt when you're, when you're walking around the Capitol, which is sort of unlike anything I've really experienced before. Yeah. It's also, I didn't realize this. I mean, this is my own ignorance uh, coming up and also not looking at maps in several years. Ukraine well, I called Eastern large. Orthodox uh, Pope stars, so yeah. uh, don't worry. Right. Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> it's large. It's a large country. It's the second largest yeah. uh, country in Europe after Russia, which I, that is, a, that's a surprise to me. Yeah, it is. It is huge. It is huge. And and but the Russia thing is very present. We so we went to the World War Two Museum, which is right next to this statue and right next to possibly the biggest flag I've ever seen. The Ukrainian flag like flying uh, around this park. Um, So there's a huge national pride, uh, which is very clear and very obvious. But even in the World War Two Museum, they have a special wing dedicated to the current conflict that started in 2014 when the Russia uh, invaded Ukraine and is is continuing sort of off and on uh, Cold War in the East. Um, But they have a whole section of this museum dedicated to this. And and so it's really, it is a fresh like wound that keeps getting picked at. And, And you can really sense that when you're walking around. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, and and man, and and just also just you you don't think about how how like effed they were during World War II and all of that. Um, you, you know, you see things from a Western perspective a lot. At least we did growing up. Um, but they, <laughs> there was like a lot of fighting that went on, and and places were just devastated. And right. uh, yeah, but there's you know. It's also it's also cool to like walk past an old Soviet helicopter and <laughs> take a picture with it. Like <laughs> the little kid in you comes out like, oh, tanks, helicopters. This well, is it awesome. also shows. I mean, not only that's that's probably where the sense of uh, national pride comes from because they they suffered all these you know wounds over the years. You know, yes. And so they have to they have to be strong. They have to, and that that makes that makes total sense. They do. And I mean, you know, right next to that motherland monument to get to it, there is a there's this huge stone sculpture that it's it's basically a bridge that you walk under. And as you walk under there, there are carved out people huddled, you know, together, either fighting or, or building things. And it's basically a tribute to, uh, you know, the sacrifice and the people staying together and the fact that it's built out of rock and and, uh, you know, it's, you know, together it's, uh, I don't know. It was very, uh, right. it was very interesting. It was very, it was, you, you, you really understand, uh, what, what people went through and, yeah. are, and are still going through. It's still ongoing, still which is happening. so messed up. And that is messed up. That's, that's the, then that's kind of the sobering part of it, right? Like, you know, you, yeah. you see all this stuff and we're talking about it in past tense, but they're, they're having to deal with this, you know, potentially looming threat, you know, happening, you know, all the time. Right. So you look at, oh, this is cool. An old helicopter or old tanks or stuff. It's like, no, they still need this. They still need this stuff. Like this is, this is still happening. And it's it's been happening for a long, long, long time. So it's just, it's crazy that that conflict is such a large part of your, your country's ongoing history. You could definitely, you you feel that when you're walking around the way for through the national pride and also just through the the military hardware that's just around you're you're right. reminded all the time yeah that's nuts very sobering too yeah um on a lighter note <laughs> i discovered chicken kiev for the first time <laughs> while i was in Kiev, which okay. was a delight. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with this dish uh, I, at all? Yeah, I, I have had chicken Kiev. I mean, uh, I probably have not. I definitely haven't had it more authentic than you have. Uh, I would hope not. <laughs> but if you have, I want to go to that place. That sounds great. Uh, for, uh, the, for those listening who don't, who are not aware of what chicken Kiev is, uh, explain explain what chicken Kiev is. Okay, so chicken Kiev, it's basically like a breaded, breaded fried chicken sort of wrapped in a circle around um, like cheese or vegetables or creamy substance of some kind. And it's right. just a delightful <laughs> combination. It's good. Um, I love I love me some chicken Kiev. It's so good. And it's you know what I really like about it? It would taste great, obviously, but also like, oh. This is a different way to do chicken. I, I've I've had like, you know, fried chicken, barbecue, wings. I've had that all my life, and it's sort of the same old, same old, even sort of wherever you go. This was a very unique way to do it. Um, and I don't think you see it a lot because I think it's kind of hard to do. I think it's hard to pull off and make it good. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
but yeah, I had two dinners. I was we were all, I was only there for a day, and I had two dinners, and I I ate I ordered that both times. So <laughs> I was all in. I was all in on the uh, on the Kiev. Um, but so yeah, so that that was sort of that was sort of the Kiev experience. Again, only a day. So you we tried to do as much as you can. That's obviously not long enough uh, to stay there. No, um, not, not in a city that size, I would imagine. No, no, for sure. So, yeah, Kiev, we, we weren't there long enough, clearly, but but we, we did the best we could. And uh, now we've been in Lviv. We've been in Lviv for about four days. And um, this is this is in the west, sort of near the, the Polish border. I'd say about two hours from the Polish border. Uh, and in fact, Lviv used to be a Polish city. Uh, and then, and then Lviv sort of historically has sort of shifted back and forth, uh, based on, on the winds of who was in charge, uh, in the region. And so before World War II, it was, uh, Polish. And then after World War II, uh, the, the Soviets controlled the area because it's everything east of, of Berlin, obviously, and uh, the 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 polls said, uh, "Hey, um, so can we have can we have Lviv uh, back uh, for our country?" And the Soviets were like, "Yeah, no, um, that's Ukraine now." Uh, yeah. So yes. So then there was a basically one hundred and fifty thousand people that lived in Lviv that were Polish moved to the west and oh, wow. and basically went to different cities because they were not Ukrainian. And so Lviv ever since then has been a Ukrainian city and where Kiev uh, had the churches and the tanks and all this stuff. um, Lviv is very the opposite. It has its biggest, its most famous building is this opera house that's gorgeous. And it has this incredible main square in the old town that has these pastel facades sort of lining the main square uh all around uh and it just it's just a very different vibe uh even though i don't know it was like an hour or two flight away it was very interesting yeah smaller town obviously uh kind of in the i don't know would you call it the country in the country kind of it's not a small town i it's 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 pretty big Smaller um, than Kiev, I guess, is what I yeah, uh, what, yes, for sure. For, for sure. Kiev looks like it, Kiev's like two point eight million, and this is like less. This, there's not even a million people here. I don't think. Exactly, so, exactly, yeah. and and you really the 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 town is really in this old old square, and and there's a, a monument to Tara Shevchenko, who is this famous um, poet and author, who is also part of Ukrainian. Uh, independence uh, movement back in the day. And it's just a beautiful, also here's another key part about Lviv. It wasn't like flattened during world war two. And so all these buildings are the way they've been for hundreds and hundreds of years, which is, you can't really say that about a lot of parts of the country. So it, it's kept that medieval charm and, and, and beauty. And it's just like, (laughs) That makes a big difference in how your city looks. As yeah, if it, it was destroyed or not. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's interesting. So, did you feel like uh, you know? Did you feel like you were transported in time, Byron? Did you feel like you were in another era? I did, especially when I walked out of my Airbnb and 
uh, paratroopers dressed as uh, uh, in World War II American like paratrooper outfits came around the corner with guns. <laughs> um, and I'm like, what's happening? And then I looked a little further and they're filming a movie. <laughs> so, Oh, wow. But here's some, I had some questions immediately. First of all, these guys are dressed as the 82nd Airborne, which is a, a U.S. paratrooper unit that landed in Normandy on, on D-Day. Okay. Right. So, and the 82nd or a, any other U.S. troops never fought anywhere close to Ukraine during World War II. So what they're doing is they're shooting, this is like a D-Day movie. This is supposed to be like uh, can or yeah, or, it's, it's supposed you know, to be France, but like they're but they're just using the exactly, yeah. exactly. But that tells you a lot about like the vibe and the look of this city right. as well that it, that they can pull that off. So my other so I had so many questions. I had so many questions, and so I'm like, okay, You're I gotta. Like, get- I'm from California. We make the movies, so I have a lot of questions here. Yes, exactly. So we, <laughs> my brother and I got, uh, took a seat at a cafe, which is sort of right next to Video Village, which for those, uh, those who aren't, have a Hollywood upbringing <laughs> like me, a Video Village is sort of where the director sits and they have little, little uh, screens where they can see what the cameras are seeing and they make decisions. So we're standing there and the actors would come over in, in their paratrooper uniforms. So I was like, are these Americans? Do they do they cast Americans to play these paratroopers? If they're you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh the answer is no. No. Uh very Ukrainian. <laughs> they are speaking Ukrainian in the scenes. And so oh, Okay, so um, this was a production. I mean, I, I you know, there's so many there's so many uh productions happening now and and so many yes. actually do shoot in europe you know what i mean like yeah so so you know it could be that you know i just i would just assume if i and again this is very american centric but like i would just assume like oh this is like gotta be some hbo thing or whatever or a, an amazon production that's just shooting out here because it's cheaper and also and and they need the world war ii stuff obviously uh so this right. was a ukrainian production yeah, Ukrainian production, but but they had they clearly had a budget. You you know things like look right. good, and you can oh, tell. Yeah, sure. And um and uh and yeah, and so I I got a little I was a little peeved because I'm like, hey, I'm an American. <laughs> I, I could have just been in this. I'm an actor. Y- y'all could have you could have just cast me. <laughs> Although if every other actor is speaking Ukrainian, and then I'm like, we got to get these Jerry's off the ridge. <laughs> it would have been. Probably wouldn't have artistically worked as well. <laughs> hey, y'all, the name is Abilene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, can I play a guy named Tex? <laughs> yeah, of course you could. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, yeah, so that was an interesting, I don't know. I love stuff like that when they're filming movies or weird things that you would never expect. <laughs> it is interesting, too. And again, have, being, you know, living in Los Angeles and, and we see... Yeah that stuff fairly regularly to go somewhere else, anywhere else in the world. You think about how big the world is and then you stumble upon a set, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, but I, like I should know my mom's an actress. I grew up on sets. She, when I was 10, we went to Budapest because she was filming a movie there. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not a mystery to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really, I, so that was cool. And, and that just, 
yeah, again, it gives you an idea of, of the, the kind of old, beautiful look of the place, um, even though they had scattered wheelbarrows and like suitcases open to make it seem like um, war was happening. Right. Um, and then the other thing about Lviv that I really liked was the restaurants. So I ate at three. I, I rarely, we, we talk food, but I rarely will specifically talk about three places. I'm not sure if I've ever done that right. uh, on the pod. Um, the first the first was called Ribs Restaurant. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, home run right off the bat. Yeah, I'm already in. Uh, you, yeah. I was, of course, going to go to Ribs Restaurant. And... It's located at uh, at the old arsenal, so that it's just this cool old building where they used to, you know, store store artillery or whatnot. And you sit down, and they give you bibs, which is another good sign uh, <laughs> that it's going to be going to be just a saucy, meaty, you know, gritty mess. Um, the I will say the bibs had a, a drawn on boobs where where your chest would be. Great. So that was a that was a quirky little addition. <laughs> <laughs> so the, ah, they they got jokes, huh? They got jokes here at they Ribs got the Restaurant. Jokes at Ribs. And then the uh, the waitress came up dressed in sort of like tr- I would say traditional Ukrainian garb, and uh, in a holster. So we ordered ribs, of course, and she brings out this big rack of ribs. I'd say just a huge. Imagine a full rack of ribs, and then and just think it's a little bit bigger, and okay. that's what this was. Got it. And she. <laughs> She unsheathes like an axe, like a small hand axe, and she starts chopping up the ribs on the platter right in front of us. Uh, so that was Landon. That was pretty cool. That's, that's I, great. That's the best. I like that a lot. Um, you get the full Flintstones the, experience. <laughs> it was it, right. Ukrainian Flintstones. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and the other the the. The other two places, uh, there. Okay, the the one is called. Oh God, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I apologize in advance. Okay. Five te pizmelia. <laughs> All right. Five te pizmelia. Okay. That's that's what it's called. And so this is a this is a medieval themed restaurant. I'd say the closest you could get to going to a Game of Thrones restaurant style restaurant without getting sued by HBO. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So you go in uh, and it is your, you go down of course, into a dungeon type scenario. And there are, um, there are lanterns. It's all lit by, it's all lit by candles. And um, there's a, um, there's a big center. Well, what a chandelier, but it's, it's candles on the chandelier. Just that vibe. The, (laughs) these servers, these servers wear black robes with uh, a rope for belt, like they're uh, like in Assassin's Creed, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty cool. There's a there's a dragon, a stone dragon emerging from the walls, which <laughs> which I thought uh, was a nice touch. So this is very on the nose. It's like, extremely- oh, they no, they're they leaned in. And they went hard. You can order like a rainforest cafe for, for Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. Would you rather go to that than a rainforest cafe? Absolutely. Yes. Of course. Of course. And I ordered, I didn't order wine. I ordered dragon's blood, which was <laughs> on the menu. Uh, I ordered meat on a rock, which, uh, 
you know what that was? Was it was meat that came on a rock? You don't say. Sort of <laughs> sizzling. And then another <laughs> another part I liked about this place on the me- on the menu, sort of like the small print in the corner. There's a fist, uh, and then it says, "When ordering each dish, hit the table with your fist and get a five percent discount." <laughs> All right. Wow. So. I would. I felt bad because I've been. I've worked in a restaurant. I've dealt with the worst people in the world, which is who you meet when you work at a restaurant. Not everyone, but a lot of people. Um, and so I said, you know, uh, I want dragon's blood, and I want meat on a rock. And she she got it. This was not her first. Uh, I mean, her first it rodeo. Says that. It says to do that. You were following directions. Yes. You're being. I, I was. I was. Uh, and so that was great. I really, really. Landon, it's so stupid, but I loved it. I love that stuff. Like, come on. Yeah. I, and then, I wish I, we had places like that here. I mean, that yeah. would be the best. Right? Yes. Yes, exactly. And then uh, as I was leaving, I saw they had a, a giant sword stuck in a, a stone. Uh, and so I, you, you, I pulled out a giant sword in the stone on my way out. See, that's, this is the good way to do medieval times, you know, yes. like, this is like we don't need the, you know, the cheesy Oh, here. These knights are going to battle like, no, no, no. You need to be the character. It's you. And you're going to be you're going to exactly. order with your, and you're going to pound the table. And then, yeah, I that's right. You're the center. And so of much this whole thing. So much lower overhead with this right. as exactly. well. You don't exactly. have to house horses. <laughs> And and pay stuntmen and yeah, pay you know? for jousting insurance. Uh, who knows? <laughs> insurance. Costs. It's expensive, Landon. It's expensive. <laughs> All right. Right. I haven't seen J.K. Simmons doing a commercial for that. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so I really like that. I love stuff like that. Especially, look, you can't go seventy percent when you're doing things like that. No, you have to go a hundred percent, or it seems stupid. That's right. Oh, I get passionate. I'm passionate about Eastern Orthodox monks in caves and medieval themed restaurants. As well, you should be. Look, you're, you're, you've got your passions. It's okay. <laughs> I do. Never apologize. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and finally, and if you thought that, if you thought that uh, five te pizzamelia could not be topped. <laughs> <laughs> May I present to you the most expensive Galician restaurant in the world? Okay. All right. So, little background: uh, Galicia is the area that this has historically been. All right. So, there's a Galicia in Spain. That, no, that is not what this is. That they're still around, but this area, sort of the eastern Poland, western. Uh, Ukrainian Ukraine. okay. border region. This was called Galicia. If you're from here, you are Galician. And so I am at the most expensive Galician restaurant in the world. And it seems like this would be sort of a, uh, a fancy, you know, five star uh, courses. One of those fancy restaurants, right? That Those are those are the most expensive restaurants wherever you go. It's courses and it's preset and it's very hoity toity. Right. Yeah. So this place 
you walk in down a down sort of a dark hallway, and then uh, there's a door. There's no sign, uh, but you you not. I knocked on the door, and then a a man, uh, a man opened the door, and he has a gun. He has an AK forty seven, and he's dressed in sort of an old Soviet uniform. And you know what? Should I just play? Should I just play what he said? I have a, I have a recording of what the man said to me as I was yes. trying to dine. I'm going to play you what this sounds like. It would be better than any description I can give you. All right, here we go. There's a. All right, there's a door with a window. And then he slammed the door in my face. Oh, man. (laughs) A man with a gun and a uniform said, no table, no table, and slammed the door (laughs) in my face. And then I knocked again, and, uh, and he didn't answer. And so I saw people, there were some stairs, and I saw people that looked like they had maybe just dined uh, on on the stairs coming down. So I went upstairs and there was another door. <laughs> so I said, okay, um, let's try this again. So I knocked on this door and a very old man, this man looked like he was a hundred years old, opens the door and it's like a small studio apartment but but very very small this is like uh, this is the size of a uh, uh, of a uh, like a like a bathroom or something right and it, it's him and he has a, a small tv and there's a, a, a bunny rabbit in a cage and this is sort of where he lives and i i say hello um can, can i dine here and he says, of course, welcome to the most expensive Galician restaurant in the world. And uh, here we have potatoes on tonight. And he grabs a bowl of um, a bowl of potatoes and uh, sitting on a small like refrigerator or shelf. And he says, yeah, potatoes tonight. And the bunny is here. And uh, welcome to the most expensive Galician restaurant in the world. Landon, I didn't know what was happening. I, I My brain couldn't process <laughs> what was going on on and then he said do you want to feed the bunny i said yeah yeah i do and so this emaciated bunny <laughs> he hands me a leaf and i i put the leaf in front of the bunny in the cage and he like wakes up and he sort of waddles over to me and i feed him and uh and he says oh would you like to see the rest of my, my place? Uh, it's very small, but the bedroom is through here. I'm like, oh boy, well, we what go. is this turn into? I said, all right, so, all right, show me the bedroom. He said, oh, you first. So I go and I open the bedroom door, and wouldn't you know it, it's like this gorgeous, beautiful restaurant with a full bar. There's a woman playing a grand piano in front of me. <laughs> and so this is the restaurant. That's the, uh, the fake out. It's the fake out. And so I I got my table and uh, sat down. And now this is a much more traditional (laughs) experience. Um, But I looked at the menu and the prices were insane. A a piece of salmon was 2,900 Ukrainian and 
2900 Ukrainian is like $120. Yeah, wow. And um and and you may think, well, there are some restaurants where entrees cost that. Yes, that is true. It, you know, in in London or New York City or something, but in Ukraine, this is another great part. I haven't even talked about this. Everything is so cheap. Every meal I've had, even like great steak dinners have been under $6. Everything is super, super cheap. So for this to be $120, that's like that's like having a $1,200 cheeseburger right. in, uh, in Soho. Right. Yeah. Right. This is this is insane. And so uh, uh, and so <laughs> I said, well, uh, there's got to be there's got to be a catch. Got to be a trick. There's right. got to be a catch. But so I'm going to do this. I'm going to order this. And, um, you know, if these are actually the prices that I just can't travel anymore, then I'm just going to live in Lviv. No, then you're going to be I welcoming a... people into a tiny apartment, asking them to feed a rabbit before you. Right. Uh, Maybe you know, that's how that guy got there. That's going to be me in 60 years. Like <laughs> I'll have lived there for 60 years, me and my rabbit friend, uh, Boris. But, uh, uh, yeah. So I uh, sit down. It's a lovely meal. It's a wonderful steak and a glass of wine. And then at the end, um, uh, I've, I've heard, I've, I've heard when I was looking this place up that I should ask for the discount at the end of the meal. <laughs> and, uh, and so I asked for the discount and, uh, the, the, the server said, ah, yes, of course. And they came back and a zero had been removed from every dish. I see. Thankfully. And so $120 steak turned into a $12 steak, which was much more manageable in my budget. That's, uh, that's, that's, yeah, it's fun. They have, they clearly, they're having fun over there in Lviv. It's great. They're having fun. That's exactly right. All three of these places, they leaned in, they made it an experience. And also the food was really good. The food was really cheap. Uh, uh, not all the way through the meal, but at the end when it matters, and um, yeah, that was that was Lviv, and I I loved it. I thought it was a beautiful city. Lviv is definitely, you know, even though we spent four days here, this is this is a place I I would definitely like to come back to. Yeah, I'm. It's now on my list only for I'm looking at a map, and down the street from the ribs restaurant that you went to uh, <laughs> is another place called Meat and Justice. And, oh uh, yes! That's... Oh, that was on my list. I didn't go, but what a like what a name, right? Yeah. Uh, well, Byron, yeah. we have we, we have to go together, and then Landon, uh, oh my, Landon, let's do it. We will go <laughs> to Lviv. We're going to meet and honestly, <laughs> we can afford to. Like yes. that's the thing; it'll be expensive to get to, but once we're there, everything is so cheap. It's yeah, awesome. We'll perfect. live as kings. <laughs> Uh, what was the impetus to go to Lviv in the first place? I don't think we ever covered that. Like, why did uh, what- so this was this was my, another that my brother really wanted to see. Okay, uh, my brother, my brother is really taking the lead on this trip because this is his trip, and after he's you know he's going to have to leave uh, in a week and go back to the states, and I'm going to continue on, and then I do whatever you know if I want. But the Lviv. Uh, you know, he's he was very curious about this history and a lot of the poetry that was you know, pre World War II that was written here uh, was from here in the in the area around here, and so that was something he really was interested in, and so we did it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, and next up, we are, we're headed south. We're renting a car, which is uh, – I rarely rent cars, as you know. I try and – I try and not do that because right. um, it's a pain in the ass. Um, but we're going to a small village called Prokurava, which is in the Carpathian Mountains cool. in southwest Ukraine. Uh, my brother found uh, he found a family that has a farmhouse in this small town. <laughs> oh no! Uh, way. Town might be overstating it. <laughs> um, and he said they're gonna they kind of let you stay. With, it's not like a hotel or a bed and breakfast or anything. They just let you stay with them. Uh, the family lets you stay with them. Okay. And see what it's like to live on a rural Ukrainian farm. So we are driving to Prokurava, and the, my my next my next report will be from there. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, yes. That, that sounds that sounds amazing. I'm very excited to hear about that. Uh, I don't know what the state of our challenges are currently, Byron, but I think we're on a I think we we're on a hiatus on them much as we were. Right. Uh, or if you challenged me, I've since forgotten and didn't do it. Which is so totally fine. I, we will let's start anew. <laughs> we'll start anew. And I have a new challenge for you uh, for this right. coming week uh, with your brother. I want you uh, I want you to do something. Do something kind for your brother. That's your challenge. Oh, that's your challenge, oh. Byron. Excellent. Do something kind for your brother James, uh, and that'll be that. And and I'm excited to right. hear about the uh, adventure uh, at this. <laughs> I you know, God bless that family that's uh, that's that's letting you in because yeah, what a what a I mean we're I mean we're paying nice them. that could be you know yeah I mean we're paying them though well, uh, sure you know, sure, sure but yeah, like but it's still there they right to open one's home while you are there. And there's no, it doesn't seem like there's like supermarket. I don't think this is, there's no supermarkets or rest. I don't think there are any of those things down yeah. there. It doesn't how, seem how like that kind of place. are we talking? Do we know? Like, I'm, uh, it is a, I'm, it's a thousand, it's a thousand people in this village. Oh, oh really? And wow. It's all, it's all farm. They farm and they, that's what it is. There's no, I, I don't think there's any. You know, there's, there's, I don't think there's going to be a Chipotle, you know? <laughs> Which is, you know, normally the requirement for, you know, any sort of travel. Just gotta, Civilization, yeah. Gotta, right. be, uh, gotta be within spitting distance of a Chipotle, but. Yeah. Uh, but No, it, I, I assume that they're, they're going to cook all the meals for us and, and keep us alive. I, I'm not sure we'll have any other you choice. Might, you're going to do some chores. I mean, that might be in the, you know, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I was going to have to do some chores at the most expensive Galician <laughs> restaurant in the world to pay for it. <laughs> oh, but alas, no, not, not, not so. Uh, well, yes. that's great, Byron. Um, I can't wait to hear about it. Where can people uh, hear about your adventures, follow you and do all that good stuff? Yes, at totally effing lost Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. It's all there. Totally effing lost.com is my blog. YouTube, YouTube. I'm doing more and more YouTubes, uh, which the people love, uh, and I give the people what they want. So it's at totally effing lost, E F F N. Um, and Landon, it's just, man, it's great to be traveling again. I must say, yeah. it's great to be back out here. It, it was a weird, 2020 that felt like 
you know, the wheels were spinning and we weren't going forward at all. And uh, I'm just so excited to be back traveling again. And it's just great to talk to you. And I, lo- I just love sharing my adventures with you and, and um, whoever is listening. <laughs> I love hearing about it and we'll keep doing it. Uh, stay safe. Be careful. Drive carefully uh, <laughs> through the Carpathian Mountains. And uh, we'll talk at you next time, Byron. See you, Landon. Yo, we've been all around the world. Been all-